Welcome to the program. My name is Jesse Lee Peterson. And tonight we are going to reflect. Uh, we want to take this time to say thanks to a lot of people who have helped us along the way, as well as to our enemies who have encouraged us uh, to endure by hating us for what we're doing. So we want to say thanks to everybody. And I also want to introduce the uh, organization to uh, people who are uh, tuning in for the first time, either to the uh, TV show here or to the radio program, or you're hearing about us. Again, my name is Jesse Lee Peterson, and I am the founder and director of the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. We are at present nine years old, and we are a national nonprofit uh, religious organization. Religious meaning that uh, we believe in the principles that Jesus Christ talked about. Uh, we believe that we should live those principles and not just talk about them. Uh, what we have found in the past is that most people are talking about those principles and not living them in their hearts. And as a result, they're suffering a lot. Um, the, the purpose of bond is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. Uh, there is a, a spiritual law that says that the man should be uh, the head of his family as Christ is the head of him. And uh, we've come to realize that until men come back to that proper state of being, things are only going to get worse, not only in their lives, but in the lives of their families and their community and country. So we're trying to turn that around. And I think over the last nine years, we have had some success, good success too, I, I might add. Um, before we get into this whole principle about the man, and, and uh, we're gonna make an attempt tonight to also show you, men and women, how to get a hold of your life, self-control. That's what life is all about, uh, self-control. We, um, we have an entrepreneur program where uh, we are teaching young and old men and women how to start their own businesses. Uh, we, we don't really uh, hold their hands per se, we just kind of point the way. We're there to give out information, to show them how to get the information that they're looking for. And the reason that we do it that way is because we don't want to get in the way of your growth. Uh, whenever someone else just make all your decisions and answer all your questions and think for you, you tend to become dependent on that person, so we don't want to do that. We have a counseling program uh, where we do family and individual counseling. We now have uh, ongoing meetings, open forum discussion uh, with women on the second and fourth Wednesday night of every month uh, with men only every Thursday night and um, every Sunday morning at 10.30 at our regular services for everybody, men and women, young and old. Uh, we have a website, uh, uh, website that is uh, looking good, uh, a lot of good information on there. We have a, we are now hosting a uh, radio call-in talk show every weekend, which, is a, which has now become a national show you can tune into that. Um, we, we have been written about in different books across the country. 
we have a national newsletter that we get out every other month, and um, many times our newsletter has been reprinted uh, in other newsletters. People have taken our articles and rewritten them because of the uh, good information that we give out. Uh, we, we, we're doing it. You know, things have happened in nine years. Uh, we have just, the uh, organization has just really taken off. It has a life of its own. And it, it's really amazing to me in, in that, uh, you know, when I came up with this idea, there was no one around but myself. Uh, I met a friend who helped me along the way, and one thing just led to another one. But we want to say thanks to you. We are a nonprofit organization, and your donations and tax-deductible uh, donations have made it possible. Uh, it has been rough. I, um, in, in the beginning, I had a radio talk show about nine years ago, I guess, on uh, KTYM in Inglewood. And uh, we were talking about the principles of forgiveness, uh, men taking hold of their lives and women, uh, men being ahead of his family. We were discussing issues like uh, the black communities have been brainwashed by their so-called leaders, people such as, you know, Jesse Jackson and uh, Al Shopton, Maxine Water, the NAACP, Black Caucus, Louis Farrakhan, and others. 99.7% of the black ministers all across the country have literally brainwashed black people and taken control of them. We were trying to wake them up to that, and we're still working on that. But as a result, we were banned from the show because of uh, we got threats of uh, you know people threatening to hurt us because we were telling the truth. Uh, we were called nigger and Uncle Tom and sellout. This all kind of stuff that you must endure whenever you stand for truth. But we have only gotten better from it. Uh, it has not hurt us at all. It has enhanced our life, and I've learned much from that. Um, it is so important that uh, we understand the spiritual laws that we uh, are in our heart and that we must live by. And we're just, we're not hearing that in our community, especially the black community. We're just not hearing that. And as a result, uh, the black community is going to hell in a handbasket. In 1998, things are, uh, there are some good aspects about the black community, but for the most part, things are worse off than ever before in history. I'm fortunate in that I've been uh, able to travel across the country and speak to all kinds of groups about these issues and other issues. We are dealing with uh, immigration, both legal and illegal immigration. We believe that uh, illegal immigration needs to be cut off at the head and needs to be stopped right now. And there should be a cutback on legal immigration so that uh, black people, uh, people who are on the totem pole, can pull themselves up. Uh, they will be able to take advantage of the, the jobs that America has to offer, the opportunities that are there. But if we continue to allow illegals to just come in uh, and legal, blacks are not going to ever pull themselves up or be able to take advantage of the opportunities that they should. Uh, we've had a lot of retaliation against that as well. The, the sad thing about it is that most of the so-called black leaders are not doing anything about immigration. They don't really give a damn about, about black people. They only hunger and thirst after power and wealth. And that is why they're not doing anything about 
uh, illegal and legal immigration. So we, the citizens, must do it ourselves. We must demand that the government do the right thing. We must force the politicians to do the right thing, and if they don't, we have to vote them out. Vote them out. Uh, another um, important issue to us is that men, there is an order to life, and that order is God and man, and man over woman. And uh, for the last 40 years in the black community, that order has been broken, and the order has been woman, nor darkness, woman, man, and then children, or darkness, woman, children, and man. And as a result, men are weak, they have been feminized, they have been demasculated, demasculated by women. Most black men, uh, 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 they think and act like women. They're feminine in their ideas. They're feminine in their emotions. They have no sense of power and security, and we try to show them how to reverse that issue. We try to show them, and again, we're doing a, a good job of it, how to take back, take back their lives so that they can guide their families, so that they can stand firm in a time of challenge and situation, not run away from them. Black women desperately need real men. They are hungering and thirsting after a real man. They want a man. It's in their nature, all women, not just black women, but all women. It is in their nature to hunger for a good man. And when they don't get it, they began to get angry about it. And we're at a point now where black women are so angry, white women are angry, and others, that it's nearly impossible for the man to stand up and come back. We show you how to do that. Um, I suppose that Bond's primary principle is uh, forgiveness. Uh, what I've noticed over the last years in dealing with people, counseling, through the radio program, through our entrepreneur program, through the different meetings that we have had, our speaking engagement, that the hardest thing in the world, the hardest thing in the world for people to do is to forgive. The most important aspect of life, and I believe the most simple aspect of life, but yet for most people, the most difficult aspect of life is for people to forgive, to admit that they are wrong and forgive. And until you understand that principle and until you forgive, there is no way at all, no way, no money, no friend, no enemy, no who you know, it doesn't matter what you own, you're not going to find that peace on earth, that inner peace that uh, we read about in the Bible, that peace that we all look for from other people, from people, places, and thing, things. You're not going to find it until you learn the art of forgiveness. When we read the Bible, for example, Christ said, um, Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Meaning that when you forgive your violator, when you forgive your enemy, when you forgive the, the person who has offended, offended you, then he will forgive you. And he will take away that fear, the doubt, the envy, the worry, the jealousy, the strife, the hunger and thirsting after the wrong thing. 
he would take that away from you and give you peace. And when you find that peace, then your, um, your, your gift, your purpose in life, uh, uh, this power that we all want would come forth. It would, be, it would become clear to you what you should be doing in life, what you should be doing. Uh, your purpose in life would be made known to you when you learn the art of forgiveness. I, uh, we, have a, we also have an outreach uh, ministry or service, whereas we go into the school system, we go to juvenile, hall, uh, juvenile halls, and we talk to young people about life and about how to take hold of their lives, how to take control of their lives. And I have to tell you that uh, nine times out of ten, we have discovered that the reason that these kids are in the conditions that they are in is because they too have resentment in their hearts. Just like most of you who are listening tonight or today, whatever time you're looking at this program, uh, if you really were to be honest and examine yourself, you would see that you resent your parents. You, there's a, 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 a resentment, a hatred. Christ called it hatred, but in modern time, we don't want to look at the reality of the word hatred, so we call it resentment. But you would see that you resent your parents first. And you resent them because they wasn't up to par. They wasn't living the standard that they should live so that as children you can look up to them and see the right way to go. You resent them because the mother was impatient. She tried to dominate your life. She tried to be God in your life in the sense that taking over and tell you how to do, how to think, and how to act. You couldn't speak up to her and tell her your mind because she would put fear in you with the threat of, I'm your mother, don't talk back to me, uh, you're being disrespectful, even when she's wrong. But what happens, she caused you to fall away and resent her. Uh, and then the father, he's already wimped out because he, um, you know, his mother had destroyed him. His father wasn't there. And so this cycle uh, has been repeated or is being repeated generation after generation after generation. And uh, often, I've often said that if when you see a child in the street murdering and lying and raping and stealing and killing and uh, involved in gangs, they are the mirror of their parents. They are exactly what their parents are, even, even though the parent doesn't want to admit it but they are an example of what they are. And I find this all the time in our school system, in, our, uh, in the juvenile hall detention, prisons. We go to prisons as well. And we try to get them to understand that it's so important to forgive because if you don't forgive, you can hang it up. If you don't learn to love your earthly father, whether he's a good man or a bad man, there's no way at all that you're going to ever, 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 ever find this peace that I'm talking about, the kingdom of heaven on earth, the kingdom of heaven within all of us. You're not going to find it until you forgive. So I would say that Bond's principle is forgiveness. Dr. King talked about it. Dr. Martin Luther King said that uh, we should overcome evil with good, that we should not hate our enemies. He, he believed in nonviolence because he understood the power and the principle of nonviolence. Gandhi talked about it. Uh, he believed in nonviolence. 
uh, Jesus Christ talked about it. And there are other men who have talked about it in history. Our forefathers have talked about it. And there are other people who understand these principles. Um, we believe that it's okay to go to church and, and you should fellowship, but our bodies are the temple, temple of God. And it's in that body that we should worship him. The building is just a place that we unite, that we come together to testify to one another, to edify, to lift up, to correct. Uh, that is the purpose of a minister, and to rebuke and correct. But we must understand that our bodies are the temple of the Lord, and it's there we should worship him. But so many people have been made to feel guilty about going to a building, and especially black people. Most black people feel that if they didn't go to church, somehow or another they were going to die. Uh, they would be punished by God for not going to church. And that is another mind control, a manipulation that has been passed down to blacks generation after generation. And I understand now that the reason that guilt was put on them because most of the preachers wanted to do it in order to keep you coming back keep you coming back so you can bring money to them to, to build their big, huge churches. And they never had a plan to set you free. And they never intended for you to become free because they need you to build a status thing for them. We need to wake up to that. We want to wake you up. We are not concerned about people loving us. We are concerned about setting you free. And I believe that if we can get you to see and understand what we're talking about, then you shall go free. Because, you know, the most powerful thing that a person can do is to know thyself. To know yourself. And if you know yourself, I promise you, you will become free. You began to see and you will begin to take hold of your life and go free. We want to do that. People have been brainwashed with the Bible. There are so many people, and they have just learned the Bible. You know, Baba Tolton, tongue talking, tape recorder, uh, Baba coloring, uh, church-going folks. And yet, they're worse off than ever before in life. They're not getting better. They, turn, they study the scriptures, and yet they're worse. Uh, too much studying, according to the Bible, uh, causes the soul to go weary. And we see it happening in our country in the black community and all over. Um, we want to wake you up to that because too much knowledge, study knowledge, learn knowledge, not as knowledge that you're getting from the outside uh, is destroying you and it's not helping. And you need to be honest about it. Honesty is the best way to go. You know, we're going to take a break and when we come back, uh, we will pick up and I want to tell you some more about what we are doing. My name is Jesse Peterson and I'll be back in a moment. Jesse Peterson is the founder of the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. For information, write Post Office Box 86253, Los Angeles, California 90086, or call 1-800-411-BOND.
Okay, welcome back to the program. My name is Jesse Peterson, and I am the founder and president of a national nonprofit religious organization called Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. We deal with men and women. Uh, our primary focus is, uh, is on men because we believe that if he should come back to order, he can bring his family, his woman, uh, back to order. You know, the, the uh, other thing that I want to talk about in this last segment here is uh, there is a notion uh, in the black community, but not only in the black community, but I, I, I believe that we have it worse than anybody. And that notion is uh, because we are black, we are all brothers and sisters. Because we are black, we are all one. And that we should stick together no matter what. And if somehow or another you have a difference, difference of opinion, you uh, become an outcast. You're not a part of this black community. And that somehow or another we are all Afro-American, Afro-American. And that kind of, this cultural stuff, you know, we should identify with our culture. We should all be of the same culture. I want to say that that kind of idea, that notion, is, is, is a lie. It is very destructive. And it's from the pit of hell. It has been passed down by people who want to control you. People like Jesse Jackson and others, they have taught you that cultural is important. Cultural is worth nothing. Absolutely nothing. All that it means is that if you're black, you like cornbread and collard greens. If you're white, you eat whatever they eat. If you're Japanese, you eat Chinese food. You know, that's all that it is, but it's worth nothing. Christ said that we should overcome culture. We should overcome the world. We should overcome this identity with other people. A lot of blacks uh, are so identified with their leaders that if you tell the truth about one of them, let's say you, you talk about Jesse Jackson or NWACP, for example, Maxine Warden. We all know how deceptive they are. We know how they use and brainwash black people. But if you should speak that truth, many black people feel the pain as though you're talking about them. That is out of order. You, you have so identified with one another as black people that you're not going to ever find your creator. You should only have one God. There should be no other God above him. He's a jealous God. And if you have Maxine Waters or, or, or anyone else above him over you, then God can't be your God. And blacks are so identified that it's absolutely pathetic. They are identified with their church. You know, they will fight for their church even knowing that their church is wrong. You know, for example, Fred Price is teaching, Frederick Price is a minister over at Christian Christian Center, and he's teaching on a subject called racism. And uh, he's teaching blacks to hate. In my opinion, he is teaching blacks to hate. Now, he is not saying go out and hate. He's not telling them to go out and hate. But the spirit behind what he's doing is encouraging that kind of anger. And because blacks are so identified with him as a black man, and because they have hatred in their heart, they can't see and that's what happens when you uh, allow anything of the world, whether it's a, a friend or enemy, your Bible, 
or, or any book. When you put that above God, you're not going to ever find him. Within all of us, there is a another there's another environment, another personality, another reality. And the Bible calls it the kingdom of heaven within us. And it's there that we should look. Look within. Don't look without. Look within and, and discover that kingdom. But you can't do it as long as you identify with being black. Being black is mere, merely a color. That's all that it is. It's worth nothing else. It's just a color. But you have to find that spiritual man. You must find that spiritual man. It is so important, and we believe this firmly at Bond, that men wake up and come back to this reality so they can bring their wives, their women, their children, because the family depend on the man. So men need to wake up so that they can be a living example. A living example, not necessarily what you say, but how you live so that when your wife and your children look at you, they can see the right way to go so that we can bring our family back to order. Society today is so, it's just all woman, the feminine spirit, which we must overcome. And uh, it is so emotional. It is emotionalized. It is very deceptive. It accepts it accept things that are wrong. Uh, decisions are made are based on it, which are based on emotions, and it's wrong. And we're, we're going to hell. America is suffering as a result of becoming so feminine. It is out of order for, for the woman to, to lead men in the way that we have it. And if you doubt me, if you doubt me, just look at the black community. We're coming to an end of this program, but look at the black community for the last 40 years. It is not white people who are holding us back. It is the woman because men are weak. And it's not the woman's fault, but it's the man's fault because if he was a real man, then it wouldn't happen. And yet it's not her fault, but it's that spirit that dwells in her that causes those things. Again, we're nationwide. We, are, we, we, we just really want to take this opportunity to say thanks to all of you for making it possible. If all go well, come February 1999, we would have been around for 10 years. And it has absolutely blown my mind. I've changed in ways that I never imagined. I used to be very weak, pathetic, just like the average man, absolutely pathetic, insecure, couldn't speak up. It has all changed because I love the truth. I've learned the art of forgiveness, and now I can operate from my true power. We're giving our uh, phone number out here on the screen. There's an 800 number that you can call to get information about Bond, uh, to attend any of the meetings that we have, to find out about the radio program, get a free copy of the newsletter. Again, thank you very much, and have a good night. Welcome to the program. My name is Jesse Peterson. Uh, we are taking a moment tonight to say thanks to uh, all of you, everybody who made it possible that the uh, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny exists. We are nine and about a half a year old. Uh, we have, uh, because of you, have come a long way, and we want to say thanks tonight. For those that are just tuning in to us or just hearing about us for the first time, Bond is the uh, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. Uh, we are a national 
nonprofit religious organization. Religious in the sense that we believe in the order of life. God and man, man over woman, and woman over kids. And we believe that that order and only that order can work. We believe that you should live the life and not just talk about it. Uh, we have chapters all across the country now. We, uh, we have a radio show on the weekend, a national radio show. We have an entrepreneur program where we help people start their own businesses. Uh, we find jobs, all the good stuff. We do counseling uh, every week. We have open forum discussion with women on uh, the second and fourth Wednesday night of the month. Men every Thursday night. And then every Sunday morning, our regular meetings at uh, 1030 a.m. church service or whatever you want to call it at 1030. We are uh, involved in uh, uh, immigration issues, legal and illegal immigration, abortion. It is time that our women stop killing the kids inside their bodies. We're trying to do something about that. We have a national newsletter that we uh, put out every other month. Uh, our newsletter uh, has been written and rewritten in other newsletters and we have been written about in books. There's so many good things has happened over the last nine years and we appreciate you. We appreciate you very much. Um, um, I, I believe that our primary theme of bond is forgiveness. There's a, a verse in the Bible that says where Christ said, forgive and you shall be forgiven. And nothing else worked but that. The hardest thing in the world for people to do is to forgive. And the saddest thing about that is that because of that, we have been used by political leaders, preachers, our enemies, and our friends. Because the enemy looked like the friend, and the friend looked like the enemy when you're in a state of unforgiveness. A good example, and I use this example because I'm black. It doesn't only apply to black people. This principle applies to everybody, not just blacks. Uh, the last 40 years, we'll go back 40 years because I believe that's when the major destruction of the black community uh, began. Uh, yes, slavery had an impact, but nothing like the last 40 years. Blacks have been brainwashed. They have been brainwashed by people like Jesse Jackson and and Maxine Waters, the NAACP, Lewis, Lewis Farrakhan, Al Shopton, the NAACP, the Black Caucus, and 99.9% .9 of the ministers have brainwashed and used black people. If you don't believe me, there are churches on every corner, and nearly every corner, in the black community all across the country. Take a trip, take a look, and you will see them. And yet, blacks are worse off than ever before in history, mentally. They're, they're, they are full of hatred in their heart. They are full of hatred. They're very judgmental. And because of that, they can't overcome. And the reason that they are hateful and judgmental is because they have been made to believe that the white man is against them, that we're all black, we're all one, we should stick together. And that America, they hate America. Most blacks most blacks are anti-American and immoral. Immoral and anti-American American because of this hatred that's in their heart. A good example, if you doubt me again, um, 
Frederick Casey Price is a minister here in Los Angeles. Uh, I believe he is the founder of uh, Crenshaw Christian Center, one of the major black churches uh, in Los Angeles, and a nationwide TV. I believe he has a nationwide uh, TV ministry. And uh, right now he's doing a teaching on racism, uh, race, religion, and racism, something like that. I may not be quoted quite right, but you get my point. And this man is teaching hatred. He's using the Bible to teach hatred. He is teaching blacks to hate. But because he says, God told me to do it, and because blacks are so brainwashed, they believe it. <laughs> it's amazing. But they believe it. Now, he's not saying go out and hate. He doesn't say it like that. But the spirit behind the message encourages you or give you desire to want to hate. And because you're already in a hateful state, you can't help but accept it. And you think that this man is your friend simply because he's black and simply because he's catering to something that is already in your heart. You must forgive. Because as long as you're in this state of unforgiveness, you're not going to ever see your enemy. Your enemy will always look like your friend. And especially... If he's a black enemy, he's going to look like your friend. And then a man like me who is telling you to forgive so that you can see I look like the enemy. You must forgive. Our message is that you've got to let go of anger so that uh, you can see and overcome. I once was blind, but now I see. When you forgive, you will be able to see. Frederick K.C. Price is using the Bible just as the KKK and the white people in the past used the Bible to prove or make an attempt to prove that blacks were less than second-class citizens when he's using the Bible to show that whites are less than and we are the one. We are the one, the first, black, the first man on earth was black, all this stuff, you know. But it encourages hatred, and hatred only leads to destruction. Blacks need to get over their anger and their hatred. Um, I want to talk about how do, we, how do we fall to that state where someone can just come in and mislead, misguide, and misinform us. There is an order to life, as I said earlier, God, G Jesus, man, woman, and child. Well, in the black community, because of this brainwashing technique that has taken place uh, by Jesse Jackson and others, uh, blacks have turned their lives over to the government. The government is now taking care of the woman. The man has been demoralized by his mother and the weakness of his father. And so the woman is in charge. But whenever the woman is in charge, that spirit of the woman, which is not her spirit, but the spirit of darkness, is passed on to her children. Um, I don't know if you believe in the Adam and Eve syndrome. If you read Genesis, Genesis in the Bible, you would read about the Adam and Eve story where Adam had a relationship with God. He was one mind with God. He had peace. He had love. He had strength. He had patience. He had life, all that it took to lead a good life. And Eve had the same nature that Adam had, which was of God. So she had his nature. The darkness came along, serpent, whatever you want to call it. And to make a long story short, he deceived Eve by making Eve believe that she could be like a God. 
the serpent, the spirit of darkness told Eve, you don't have to listen to Adam. He just he's just a macho man. He's uh, he hate women. He uh, he he want to be over you. You could be just like him. Uh, he's a you know, he's trying to be your guy. Right. And Eve believed that lie. So she fell away from Adam's nature, which was of God to make it shorter. She came back and convinced Adam of the same thing. You could be like God, Adam. You don't have to be God. Don't obey your father. You could be like him. Adam believed a lie that was in Eve, that spirit, that feminine spirit that was in Eve. Adam believed that. He fell away from the nature of God. He now has the nature of Eve, which is the nature of darkness. And because of that fall, this cycle is being repeated generation after generation after generation. It doesn't have to be that way because Christ came, the second Adam, and put it back in order. But men and women don't understand it. Your preachers don't understand it. So the understanding is not coming forth to change that. But in the home, because the father is not living that way, um, uh, the kids are subject to the mom. They fall away from grace. And then when they go out into the world, the world takes over and feed them and take them the rest of the way. It is a spiritual warfare. It is a warfare between good and evil, not black and white. Not black and white, but good and evil. And I promise you, if we can understand this spiritual warfare, we can get over it. I think that's, that is why uh, Bond Message is all about forgiveness. When we read the history of Dr. King, he talked about the power of nonviolence, the power of forgiveness. When we read the history of Gandhi, he talked about the power of nonviolence, the power of forgiveness. Jesus Christ said, if you forgive, you shall be forgiven. God will forgive you. But if you don't, black people, white people, Hispanic, Japanese, Chinese, Mexican, whatever you are, you're going to suffer. You're going to have an emptiness, a void in your life until you learn to forgive. And you must forgive your parents first. You must. Because if you don't forgive your father, there's no way you can hate your earthly father and then love a God of whom you never seen. You must because your father represents God on earth. He represents him in the home. And if you hate him, you're not going to find it. You must forgive your mom. She's done the best she could. And it's not in her nature to, uh, you know, to raise a family like that. Um, when you hate, uh, when you're angry, you take on the spirit, the identity of that that you hate. A lot of men, a lot of women say, oh, I'm just like my mother. I know how she feel. I know how she think. That is because you have her identity from hating her. Judge and you shall be judged. You must let it go. We have a, a, an example of a minister, uh, Murray, Cecil Murray, a first AME church here in Los Angeles, another big time black church, where this man was passing out condoms in the church. Condoms. Yes, condoms in the church. Do you know that I heard no other minister speak against it? I heard, I did not hear Fred Price or, or Blake, these big time, big shot ministers speak against it at all. And that is sad. There are cases now where women are becoming ministers. A woman could never lead a man back to God because she's jealous 
a man and God's relationship. And she would never, ever bring you back to him. And if when you read the Bible, there was never an occasion where the woman was over man. Man is always over woman. Uh, and because men are weak, they're turning over their lives, their family, their country, their community to the woman. And women make decisions, not all, but most, because there are some women out there who know what I'm talking about. They have forgiven their father. They have gotten over this anger, and they are becoming women. They're overcoming the female spirit and, and becoming women by taking on the father spirit, spirit the, the logical mind, which should have been of their earthly father. But uh, um, you have people like Caesar Murray passing out condoms. You have black people who are so addicted to cultural. You know, they identify with being Afro-American. They've never seen Africa in their lives. If they were to go to Africa, they would be ran out because most Africans don't like black Americans. Uh, as I said earlier, most blacks are anti-America and immoral. And when you don't love America, how will you take a, the uh, advantage of the benefits that America has to offer? How will you avoid a man like Al Sharpton or Louis Farrakhan or, or Fred Price who is teaching hatred when you hate your own country? That's ridiculous. We need to overcome cultural. Uh, we need to overcome the world. We must lay down a life in order to receive a life. You must lay down your pride, your ego. You must let it die in order to receive life. But if you don't examine yourself, if you don't take a look at that, you're not going to ever uh, overcome it. Excuse me. Another thing is abortion. Uh, at Bond, we were very concerned about that. We have had rallies. We, we write about it and talk about it. We counsel, counsel women and men who are on the road of having abortion. Uh, Margaret Sanger, a white woman, was a racist. She hated black people. When you read her writings, you would discover that. Her plan through abortion was to destroy the, um, the low-class people, the uh, unworthy, the unwanted people, poor people, black people. And she planned to do it by way of abortion. And now we have a situation where more black women are having abortion than any other race. And they think that it's good. And yet, on one hand, they call the white man the enemy. And on the other hand, they go to abortion clinic and let the white man kill their babies. That's what happens when you're in a state of anger and resentment. You're subject to the person or people or thing that you hate. you got to overcome it so you can have that power that you're looking for. Uh, black people need to learn to think for themselves. White people need to learn to think for themselves. You can't do it until you forgive. You must forgive so that you will be forgiven. It is ridiculous what is happening in our country today. And the reason that it is happening is because the feminine spirit it is, oper is in operation. The spirit of logic, which is from the man or a woman with a sound mind, the spirit of logic, the spirit of patience, patience, um, uh, uh, knowing what is right and doing it, it is not in operation because the men are weak and that spirit dwells inside of the man. But the men are weak, and as a result of men being weak, women are taking over. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't believe me, just examine, or just in your darkest hour, look at the black community. 
they are a good example of what happens when the man is weak, when the father is not in his proper state of being. Most black men are shy, insecure, angry. They act like women. They get mad right away. Uh, the violence that you see in gang members, that is the violence that has been passed on to them from their mothers uh, because the fathers are not there to protect them. Uh, all this stuff you see happening is coming from the, the spirit of the woman. And again, it's not the woman's fault, but it's the spirit that dwells in her. Because if men were men, it would not be. Christ came and he put things back in order so that uh, men can have control over this earth, over his family, over his children, over his school. Look at our school system. Uh, our school system is uh, out of control today. And it is not because the lack of money, but the lack of character. Uh, we are allowing homosexuals to teach our kids homosexuality uh, in the Los Angeles area. There's a program called Project 10 that has been around for 10 years. And they're teaching our children that homosexuality is normal. And now you have a situation where Boys and boys are walking around, making out and carrying on in school. Girls are doing it. And when the kids who disagree with it uh, speak out against it, they're being punished, called names, and the parents are allowing it to happen. And mainly because the father are weak, because if the fathers were involved, it would not happen. We have a greater power within us. Greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. And I'm trying to get this message out to you tonight that if men don't come back to their proper state of being, we will pay a price. Things are going to get worse. I don't care how much affirmative action you have. I don't care uh, if the white man said they love you. They let you in every school around here, give you the, they uh, allow you to become president of their companies. We are still going to have the same kind of destruction that we have today in our society. Not just black men, white men, Jewish men, all men, because our warfare is a spiritual warfare and not a warfare between people. All right, we're gonna take a break. I'll be back in a moment. Jesse Peterson is the founder of the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. For information, write Post Office Box 86253, Los Angeles, California 90086, or call 1-800-411-BOND. Welcome back to the program. For those that are just tuning in, my name is Jesse Lee Peterson. I am the founder of a national nonprofit organization called Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. We have, you know, if you missed the first half of the program, we've talked about basically what we're about and tried to give you an idea. Uh, in this last segment, I want to try and tell you how to find perfect peace. Uh, it is so important that you understand this. Uh, you don't have to wait until you die to try to find it. You don't have to suffer any longer if you can understand these principles. Uh, within all of us, we know right from wrong. It is in our heart. Uh, the word may flesh, as the Bible calls call it. Um, the kingdom of heaven is within us. 
there's another environment, there's another knowing, the quiet, still voice. What we're looking for is inside of us, the kingdom of heaven. And life is supposed to come out of us and not go in us. That that goes in us destroys us, but that that comes out gives life. All this hunger and thirsting out the knowledge, trying to get a degree, thinking that if you have more education that life is going to be better for you. Um, if I had affirmative action, things would be better. If the white man said he loved me, things would be better. Or the white man thinking that if the black man get back, things would be better. If I had a certain wife or a certain husband or a certain friend, it's not going to work. It will never, ever work. But you can find that inner peace by giving up the anger. You must give up anger in order to find this peace, this kingdom of heaven, this perfect love that you're looking for. There is no love on earth. It's hard to find love on earth because man and woman are incapable of loving. They have to find another nature and love, that new nature that Christ talked about in order to love. But if you want to find what you're looking for, you must forgive. You must first forgive your parents, forgive your mothers. You don't love your mom. You don't love her. Just because you feel an emotional love, that is not love. That love comes from anger. That's a false respect you think you have of her. If you want to see if you, if you want to know if you respect your mother or your father, tell them the truth about themselves and see what, they, what happens to you and them. Speak up to them. It is not disrespectable to tell a parent the truth. It is disrespectable not to tell them the truth. But we have been brainwashed by our parents to believe that if you tell a parent the truth, you'll be disrespectable. And the reason for that, because parents are in denial, they're prideful, their ego is in the way, and they don't want to hear the truth from you. But you must, and you must forgive in order to find this peace that uh, I'm talking about. It's not going to happen. You can go to church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday and Sunday. You can study the Bible, quote the scriptures, remember them, uh, color them, tape record, and speaking on the tongues is not going to work. The only thing that will work for you or me is when we learn to be still and know God. When we learn to, you know, the Bible says when you pray, go into your closet, be still and know him. Let the truth catch up with you. And the truth will be painful, but take the pain and don't resent the pain. Because the pain is like getting a whooping for being wrong. It's just guilt. And the pain is getting you through that guilt so you can repent and overcome. Do you know that the hardest thing in the world for people to do today is to forgive? They think that if, you, if they should forgive, then they are letting the person off the hook. That they will get away with doing me wrong. When you forgive, you're set free from that person and you can now go on with life. The way to know if you still have resentment Whenever you resent a person, it plays back in your head. For example, the boss made you angry at work. You're right in what you've done, but the boss caused you to get angry. And because you resent that boss, you leave work thinking about that boss all night. Tomorrow when I get to work, I'm going to tell her 
this or him this. I should have said this to him or I should have said that to her. It plays back in your head because in that moment you've judged and you're being judged. But in that moment, if you were to forgive, speak up, but don't resent, it's over. It's done. You walk away from that situation free. It is so important that we forgive. Uh, blacks need to overcome this whole ideal of cultural. They need to become men and women of God. They need to, uh, to love America, love and appreciate your country, appreciate what America has to offer. You need to get over this false history that has been taught to you about how we got here and why we got here and what's going on. Blacks need to repent. Whites need to repent. You must be born again. The Bible calls it born again. You need a new nature in Christ. You need to overcome this old nature and take on a new, a new nature. And you're not going to find it until you are able to forgive. Stop having sex out of wedlock. Did you know that whenever you have sex before marriage, that um, you, it takes you away from God? Every time you have sex before marriage, you're, marriage, you're taken away from God. And the woman that you're having sex with is becoming your God. You now hunger and thirst after her, and she hunger and thirst after you, and that's why you have this love-hate relationship going on. No sex before marriage. Our primary thing at Bond, and I want to invite all of you to come. Our meetings are open to everyone. You can get a free copy of our newsletter. Letter. You can listen to our program. I want to encourage you to take the phone number and call us. But the secret to life is to forgive. Speak up, but don't hate. And I just want to thank you again for, for helping us in the last nine years. And we look forward to working with you for another 90 years. Thank you very much. And remember, forgive and you shall be forgiven.